Hello, Tom. Hello, Heron. So, I don't have any topics written down, but I've got a few topics that I want to opine on, and I'm sure you have a few topics as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so why don't you start? What topics do you have to opine on this particular week? You know, I haven't. I still haven't fully recovered from my last uh, visit to the emergency room. I do pretty tough workouts, mm-hmm. and um, I still haven't got back to my full workout. Hmm. I just, and it is, I'm not sure whether it's physical or mental or or what it is. I mean, I, I'm I'm working out and I'm doing it, but I, it's it's just not at the level I was before. It's slowly coming back, but yes. <laughs> you know, I think that's certainly been the feedback that I've received from some listeners as well. That just through listening to you, I guess they can hear a certain frailty in you. Or I don't know. I mean, it might be a combination of factors. In fact, I encourage those listeners to correspond more. So they can, um, why, why not just cut out the middleman and communicate directly with your medical professionals? So oh, can... I don't, they don't know shit. I, I don't have any faith in them. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> you know, I go, I go to, the, I see them by going through the emergency room, mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then once a year I go and get, you know, an update yeah. on stuff, you know? Certainly. Yeah. I mean, if there's something that I actually thought they could make a difference with, I'd mm. go see them, you know? Mm. And I don't feel bad. I think for my age, actually, I'm doing pretty fucking good. Oh, man, you know? for that. Oh, man so, for that. So I can't really complain, but I just am aware of the fact that my, well, you know, I still have got another 20 pounds to lose. That whole thing, I mean, mm. you know, my body is just going through a lot of shit. And also, I'm, you know, I'm taking uh, blood pressure medication. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking I may have to get off it or reduce it or something because I, I think my blood pressure is getting too low. Mm. <laughs> and in the evening, sometimes when I, I have these sort of weird mental states, and I suspect mm. it's, 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 low, it's low blood pressure. I think that I, might I've have encountered ha- a couple of them, actually. Yeah, I think you yeah. have. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think what that is is related to low blood pressure. That would make sense. I mean, certainly the, well, the one occasion where we just stopped well, you just stopped talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you, I mean, it appears Well, I've noticed there. a whole bunch of really subtle things, yeah. and it usually comes in the evening, and it usually comes, um, well, like I say, I, I, I think everyone has experienced that, you know, when you stand up real quickly if, after you've been sitting for a while, yes. and, you, and you, you know, go, whoa, yeah. you know. So it, it seems like it's related to that, and that's definitely blood pressure you yeah. know, in the brain, so... Yeah. I'm next time I go there I'm I'm going to talk to them about reducing that. Yeah, I saw a neurologist a couple of weeks ago and he prescribed a couple of medications both of which had really nasty side effects. One of which well, one that I take occasionally, the one that I take regularly. Is this this for for what the the uh, migraines? The yeah. migraines, yeah. The one that I was taking regularly, I've stopped taking actually. It gives the the side effect is very similar to like. A- Can I stop for a mm-hmm. second? The whole idea of side effect is bullshit. They're effects. <laughs> side effects is a marketing well, uh, phrase. Well, it's interesting actually. <laughs> well, it is, but okay, yes, for me certainly they're, they're, they're effects. They're, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're the well, whatever the effects of, a, of yes. taking something, are, those are the effects. For certainly. some people, it's different than others, certainly. but uh, you know, those are the effects of the drug, not side effects. Well, anyway, <laughs> sorry, I just couldn't let that go. In this case, it was equivalent to the sensation, basically, of smacking something very hard. The residual sensation of that in the hands and feet of smacking something very hard 
So the kind of pins and needles that you get in after, the hands and feet, yes. you get this. Ooh, yeah. That's not doesn't sound like any fun at all. <laughs> it's really not very fun at all, and it's created particularly trying to go to sleep with this effect was almost oh, impossible. Yeah. But just through the day, it was just really irritating. Yeah, and yeah, so no, that's bullshit. That was yeah. one that was easy to drop. I emailed. I still have some residual effects from that one, but I emailed the doctor to say I'm not going to take this anymore. Yeah. I was supposed to double my dose after two weeks. I after I think probably just over a week of taking it, I said I'm not taking. It <sighs> Shit! I just fucking cannot imagine what it would be like to be saddled with migraines. That's just that's just my perspective. So is terrible. That I need to make major life changes and i'm still navigating through the very very early phases of that but certainly in terms of my spiritual advisor and those close to me i'm going to make those changes and those changes will occur probably in the next two to three years they can't be immediate changes yeah no but they will happen well, you know, it takes time to make i mean yeah. yeah when you get to that point where you where it's time to make yeah. big changes uh, yeah. that, that's a big endeavor that's going to take a while Yes. The community over the past couple of weeks has been showing itself in spades. We've had two murders in the past two weeks. <laughs> two murders? And the guy was beat. Literally, the, par- the park that I can see through the window that I record this podcast in, there was a guy who was beaten up with five guys with baseball bats last Saturday as well. So... The proximity of violence is getting closer oh, and closer. this is bullshit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah this, it yeah, is yeah. time to move. Yeah. So, Good. Congratulations. Now we need to navigate how. Now you just got to figure out how to do yes. that and make that work. Yeah. Well, there are a couple of options here. It's certainly talking with my spiritual advisor. Engaging with the community is actually part of this problem because I am a community leader in this capacity. Who and I have this week successfully been able to get the police to step down from their we're not going to do anything pose and actually come to negotiate with the community. They probably won't do anything, but at least they're <laughs> coming to negotiate with the community. Yeah, yeah. The, where these yeah, this people, is just their next way to put it off. Well, <laughs> so, you know, you yeah. can't do it the way. So now we'll have to go out there and say yeah. a bunch of shit. <laughs> the curious thing about where people die, whether it is within two blocks or seven blocks of us, which means that it's in our district or the next district, seems to be very, very important to the city. I don't think it's very important to this community. Um, but well, it's important to you. That's what counts. Well, no, 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 no. The district <laughs> markers are nonsense. Yeah. They're a way of the city not dealing with circumstances. Yeah, yeah. It's politics. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But the police helicopter has been overhead every single night for well, living memory, but probably at least the past six nights. And and this is something new? No, but, well, it's increased. We used to be able to go for a couple of nights without having the police helicopter. It's now just continuous. And do you see that as a good thing or a bad thing? If they gave us information associated with the crimes, this is really what I want the police to do. The police aren't in a capacity of fixing the crime problem. It's independent of the police. But they are in a capacity where they can tell us about the crimes, which means that we can get better information associated with that. Yeah, that would be helpful. Yeah. yeah, we run and, crime logs in our papers. <laughs> we don't. Um, and unfortunately, until the police start doing that, we don't have an indication of the They don't produce crime no. logs? No, it's too costly for them. Shit. Which Holy is shit. extraordinary, oh, and it is part of the oh, problem. Yeah. So up until now, our city council member had a series of single lines that he used like 
it's, you know, oh, no one can predict when these crimes are going to happen. And these kind of things. You know, standard he's washing his hands for these things. I sent a couple of very sharp emails, one after the other, one at midnight as the helicopter was flying overhead and one at 6.30 in the morning the day following, indicating firstly that his staff shouldn't be glib in their correspondence associated with this, as they are, and also that he needs to start taking responsibility for these circumstances in the capacity of insisting that the police sit down with the community and start providing this information to the community. Yeah. I'm not holding my breath. But as my spiritual advisor notes, my capacity in the community to actually be an instigator to this impacts me physically. You need to find somebody to pass it off on to. Well, the problem is that actually the, uh, the community president isn't... I mean, she's she's amazing. She's almost saint-like in terms of her mm. abilities, but she just isn't angry enough and isn't pointed enough and isn't able to get these uh. idiots to do their job. Well, like I say, you need maybe, mm. yeah, part of your job in leaving is to locate there's someone to fill person. your space. Not, there's not <laughs> another person. In fact, what, what will fill the void is irrelevant. Well, then... The question is whether or not... I mean, my perspective is I can do good in the period of time that I'm doing good. And outside of that, this is, you know, it's... Well, yeah, listen, there's many things, you know, the war in Afghanistan is gone, ongoing. You know, there's murders taking... There's all mm. sorts of shit going on in the world, and you can only concern exactly. yourself with so much. But I am finding things through this that are actually getting me through this, and... Certainly, I mean, talking to my spiritual advisor about reaffirming what the future looks like in this capacity yeah. is relatively important as well. So I was hoping maybe potentially, because it has gone on over the past couple of weeks and it will require me to make some changes in the Stone Ape feed, that we should probably discuss what happened associated with the psychedelic salon. Oh yeah, I don't. But actually, you know, I really don't give a shit about it. Frankly, yeah. uh, apparently he ch he took it down, and that's mm. just fine with me. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. what I'm curious about is why he he, he doesn't talk to me. He he's, talks to me through you. He won't respond directly to me. Well, I what is that? I found the whole thing really very extraordinary, and my understanding is well. Uh, I've listened to Lorenzo for about nine years now, and through this interaction, he's no longer got me as a listener, and <laughs> my perspective is the whole thing is bizarre and curious. I have a few people that are close to me that are also friends with Lorenzo, and also people who were anticipating being interviewed by me for the Psychedelic Salon. Yeah. The latter I contacted just as a means of politeness and said, actually... I'm not going to be interviewing you for the salon. This circumstance happened between my co-host and Lorenzo Haggerty. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I'm sticking with Aaron Stone here. Uh, it's interesting, actually. I've been taking a step back. I've had a number of cases, particularly associated with podcasting, but also in my general life, where I've had a working relationship with someone like yourself, and this circumstances <laughs> really someone like me yes. yeah. holy shit well but it's always interesting because this party in these circumstances when you know there's a choice between me and some other party this party has always gone with the other party and left me standing and i thought this was actually yeah. a really interesting choice 
where I can make either to be neutral in the circumstance or actually say, no, fuck it. What's going on here is actually really disgusting. It's called being sandbagged. Yeah, and Heron <laughs> not only has a right to respond here, but quite frankly, like, I not early on, my interest, particularly because Lorenzo contacted me, as I forwarded to you, and basically apologized for the way he treated you. Well, no, he didn't really. Well... No, he, he was very careful in his cho- choice of words. <laughs> that was the initial... That I didn't even listen to his audio when he sent that email to me. Yeah. And he sent that email to me, and then I listened to the audio, and then I thought, well, when I talk to you, this at least is something that will be resolvable, because he at least was... Well, he seemed apologetic in terms of how he had used <laughs> but yeah, tech, audio. Yeah, yeah. He sa- even said he's sorry, yes. uh, you know, but uh, it's just technical... Uh, Word jive. Yeah. Technical well, word no, jive. I mean, I think he yeah. does sense that, that he fucked up. He took it down. So, you know. Well, I- except the problem here is is that this isn't a zero-sum situation. I, in, I spent at least five hours, if not more, reading this shit. And putting <laughs> really? energy, That's yes. Really? I spent five hours reading? Yeah. Oh, oh, the, the initiative yes. stuff, you mean? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I put in time... To produce audio, not with the view that he would use the audio as he used it, but yeah. with the view that he would say to his listeners, if you're interested, go and listen to Heron and Tom, you know, do this thing. No, that had nothing. No, he was he was just building a case. He, he, now, you know, when, he used me to, he took, to make his point. When he took the audio, if he had attributed it to both of us and put a link through, then yeah. it would have been fine, right? But he didn't yeah, do without that. his interpretation added, yeah, I would have been quite Well, ha- I would have been comfortable even if he just named you, put the link through. He could have added his interpretation, but at least he's naming you and you're a person there. And then oh, maybe no, actually, I'm glad he didn't name me. Oh, you're glad he didn't name me? Yes, okay. yes since he defamed me in his comments <laughs> afterwards, <laughs> uh, I'm glad he didn't. Yeah. Like I said, I had no problem with him just posting this, what we said. That yeah. was our conversation. That was what I was saying, and yeah. I'll I'll stand by that. Certainly, you know. So the the additional some of the editing irritated me a little bit, but I wasn't as concerned by that. Yeah, it's the stuff that happened afterwards that really irritated me. And well, yeah, it was his, his that that comment that the tip your typical uninformed uh, voter. Well, that was in the <laughs> audio. The it's the stuff that happened after the audio. My feeling is that you and he. Either via email or via Skype or via some means, or even if he had just repeated what he'd repeated to me initially in email, yeah, this thing would have been sorted easy. Oh yeah, it would seem to me uh, that if if Lorenzo and I sat down or you know talked on Skype yeah. and within five minutes, I, I would suspect we should, this whole or, thing could be eliminated. Or even via email, right? Even if no, it, no, I don't think I don't think email will do well, it. Well, if he came through initially with. The words in which he used initially it's, uh, it's to communicate possible. with me. It's, it's, it's possible, possible, but I just don't really feel like I've come to any conclusion with anybody if I haven't had voice communication well, with him. I just true. don't trust text. Yeah. Yeah. Period. In any case. <laughs> the conclusion of the correspondence, however, was very curious because he seemed to assert that the issue was associated with copyright, not associated with his use of the audio. Oh, I know, I know, yeah. And say his, the, that's what I'm saying, his sorries and all that, that's just bullshit. Well, but the way it ended, it certainly was bullshit. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. So, but again, it's just curious to me is, uh, you know, because he seems to be a guy who's doing some interesting things, yeah. putting some good stuff out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I just, uh, I don't know why he's handled it this way and why he won't respond directly to me. You know, why is he talking to you when I'm the guy who's kicking up the storm? You know? Well, I think, I mean, it's it's ended the way it's ended. I've moved on. You've yeah. moved on. Yeah. I'm not listening to his podcast anymore. And I, well, I'm actually I interested. something on his podcast thing about this. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, I, I doubt whether he's, I mean, it, it says it's waiting for verification. Yeah, it's, it, I'm, not, I'm not logging on and checking it. So, so uh, we'll see whether it actually shows It's not up. going to be posted. Let's just move on. Well, I am, however, I curious. I'm case, curious yeah. to hear just through statistical yeah. means because I did go back and check. Yeah. No one came from his podcast to our podcast. I'm curious from our podcast, for folks who are currently listening to Stone Ape, mm. either via email, Facebook, Twitter, whatever means, Stone Ape Cast is the Twitter address, get in contact and let us know if you came via the Psychedelic Salon, if you came via Lorenzo Haggerty's work here, and this is why you're listening to Stone Ape now, because it's very difficult to track yeah. what happened initially when, when Heron and I, about 16 months ago, maybe two years ago now, appeared on was probably 16 months ago appeared on the psychedelic salon we had a huge spike in listeners yeah which tailed off how many of them are still here this is my question <laughs> so if you're still listening based on the psychedelic salon I'm yeah that'd be an interesting it. thing yeah. to find out yes please let yeah. us know because my perspective is i was going to do more work with the salon but through this interaction i have decided to withdraw my services and in fact really just focus more on some interesting work that I'd like to talk more with Heron about. But, um, yeah, it was an interesting experience. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you, yeah. listen, there's no need to, and, and part of what I said is uh, I have, I'm not trying to cut off in for, you know, connection with you. I think what you're doing is, is good work, but in the future, uh, let's negotiate what we're doing together. Let's operate well, I think as, he was pretty uh, clear as collaborators. In, I think in his correspondence, he was pretty clear that he wanted to cut off co connection with both. Oh, yeah, I know. And that was what I was responding to. And my perspective, no is, to my perspective is, if he has that perspective, yeah. based on all the good faith that we have both put in, but yeah. also that I have independently put in, yeah. And assistance. And well, that's his problem. Listen, he'll do what he does. You know, exactly. It's him. I can't do exactly. anything. About it. But I wrote, I mentioned that. I just, I said, listen, I like what you're doing and I, I don't see any reason yeah. for us to break our relationship yeah. over this. But it's uh, broken. It's gone. Yeah, it's well, it may very, it, yeah. well, it's up to him now. It's, it's, I'm done. I mean, yeah. I, I've had yeah. my say. And well, that, I think he said his say too. He said it's yeah. done. It's done. You know? Yeah. So Fair enough. We just move on. Yeah. Uh, but it does strike me as very, very curious that these things happen. They seem to happen with a higher frequency in the podcast world, but they do happen. I mean, you've got a bunch of self-selected celebrities. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Selected by their obsession associated with getting audio out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. you know, and putting their ideas into the world, yes. you know. I mean, shit, you know, we're all drama queens here, I guess. Heaven forbid. <laughs> I'm adjusting my makeup as we speak. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to add one more, a final thing about this Lorenzo stuff. Mm. Is that I really approve of what Lorenzo does. I think he just, there was a lapse 
and for what and I really don't give a shit why but I I really don't want any hard feelings between us I'm you know if he and I can come to terms which I don't think it would be all that difficult for us to do I'd love for us to uh, co-collaborate in changing the world so if anybody out there <laughs> knows how to do that I'm certainly open to it hmm I guess my sense is I thought that's what we were doing and uh, I've got an, only a finite amount of energy to do that with a certain number of people. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And unfortunately, I, I think what has occurred here indicates, and, you know, Lorenzo indicated that he was tired and sick and, you know, he was recovering from these things and all these things are understandable. But if this thing in terms of communicating and working and collaborating doesn't exist with some degree of mutual respect, then... I'd well, I say that would have to change. Like that we would have to be. If, if there's any future, it's as collaborators. Yeah. yeah. Well, my <laughs> perspective know. is Lorenzo has indicated very clearly yeah. that there is no. Well, that's up to him. Like I say, he said, "I'm just throwing this out." I'm just yeah. saying, anyone who is out there listening, that yeah. I'm certainly open to a collaboration. Shit with anybody. Yeah. You know, but it requires that we sit down and collaborate. Hmm. <laughs> well, speaking of collaboration. Back when Lorenzo and, and we were still on speaking terms, you contacted me associated with, and I'm, I hope I'm allowed to float this at this stage, we did have some embargo on it, but this idea of a computer simulation that simulated the language learning of a baby or infant. Oh, you mean what we talked about the other night, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. No, I don't mind um, talking about that. That I mean, actually, I, I'm really excited about it. But Certainly. It's, it's, it's a brand new idea. I mean, I, it, it occurred to me 10 minutes before I called you. Mm. So do you want to discuss it initially, and then I'll talk about some of the technical ideas that came from it? Um, or, or should well, I talk it's about just, it? You know, and, well, yeah. part of the idea is, uh, at my age, I mean, I, I realized that I missed, you know, having children, you know, because of... Uh, the choices I made that I didn't get a chance to interact with a, a new infant. Hmm. And, uh, and I regret that, you know, hmm. because that, especially for me would have been fascinating, <laughs> you know, hmm. to have uh, a, a baby, you know, an infant language machine to play with, you know, and, and then it occurred to me just the other night that, you know, uh, computers are getting pretty good, <laughs> you know, maybe, Maybe we can simulate that process. Hmm. Maybe I can have a baby on my Mac. And ten minutes later you called me. Yeah. <laughs> to confirm, what if this technology already exists? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I, like I say, who was is, who is the most obvious person in the world for me to call next on this? Yes. So. And it's interesting, actually, because I have been... So, I mean, part of the side effect of much of the medication that I'm taking is not being able to sleep properly. So I've been waking at all times of the, you know, early and late evening and looking to work on Noble Ape for parts of this time. Yeah. Not because it sends me back to sleep, but because it's a productive <laughs> well, use of my time. Well, you do something, you're exactly. up. You know? <laughs> and one of the aspects of this is some work that Bob Mottram did initially on what's called brain code, which is based on work that dates back to the early 80s, originally called, I think, Red Code from Code War, and then Tierra from Tom Ray. Tom Ray is obviously a 
a kind of crossover luminary between the psychedelic culture and artificial life. And then more recently, Avida, um, uh, Michigan State University, East Lansing folk. And it's this idea of a computer language that is so simple it can't crash. And it really acts <laughs> like genetics or DNA that can be reprogrammed. Or like language, basically, that's also yeah. a programming language. Yeah. So the problem with this idea has been actually encoding meaningful information within this programming language. Where you can have these creatures run this language like they're speaking, but getting them to explain that they actually like the bananas over on the other hill there because they're slightly sweeter than the bananas that are here, plus there are roving pads of insects that'll bite you if the banana if you eat the bananas here, whereas if you go over to the other hill you actually have yeah. this blissful banana experience. Well that's kind of akin to what you want to do with this audio initially anyway, because you want to have a way of encoding Brunts, noises, yeah. frequencies. Yeah. In well, such all a way of that. that they yeah. can it, build it, upon. Yeah. 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 It's everything. It's mm. a huge thing, but it starts pretty simple, though. Now, image recognition, facial recognition, these kind of things based on neural networks has this down pretty good already. And you can use it for audio recognition, which means you could use neural networks. I think quite my baby is going to be born blind. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> not eyes, ears here. So using exactly the same thing that they would use for facial recognition, but just use audio frequencies instead of visual frequencies, oh, if that yeah. makes sense. So oh, to identify it's, who's exactly. speaking, you yes. mean? Well, okay. recognizing the frequencies and recognizing the frequencies. Oh, yeah, all of that. Yeah, kind of all of that. So, yeah. that. A lot of that works. Neural Networks oh, has sure. some yeah. of that already very yeah. easily. I, yeah. And Bob Mottram actually has a Neural Networks library which is primarily, I think, initially optimized for vision problems, but could easily be optimized for audio yeah. problems as well. I'm yeah, sure and we it, could yeah. actually, and I've, I've given that a little bit of thought. I mean, mm -hmm. one way is you can start from scratch and build it, mm -hmm. you know, or you can just like use somebody's algorithms that are already there. Yeah. You know, like in the speech stuff for Apple, Certainly. it's pretty good, you yeah. know? And uh, I think, I mean, but what you're looking for here is, sub language right you're looking associated with yeah, building frequencies yeah i want to start yeah. uh, you know with a with a, a machine that knows how to that can hear accurately mm. and mm. is program obviously we're going to have to give it some intentions certainly you know uh, but essentially all it needs is to be able to hear and then make some distinctions about the things it's hearing yeah, and, and and analyze the patterns of these uh, these kinds of things, and then uh, have some desire to imitate or interact. You know, I, well, like I said, this is all new to me. I'm, I'm not quite sure, yeah. but I mean, none of it seems all that undoable at the level that I'm thinking right now. I think a lot of this is very doable. What you need is probably because you're on Mac, someone who's relatively capable on Mac. Thankfully, most of these APIs... When I, I worked for a company called Digital Theatre Systems and connected a lot of these APIs for analysing frequencies <laughs> primarily, it took me evenings. It's not very difficult. The interfaces are all yeah. there. But yeah. you need someone who can program. So, I mean, See, I'm just trying to mm. imagine how this... I mean, even, once we get something there, you mm. know, something functioning, and I'm sitting in front of my computer and this thing is listening, mm. <laughs> What? how is this going to proceed? Well, as with a, a r real creature, as with a real baby, 
it has to be a two-way thing. The baby needs to vocalize as well, and you will oh, yeah. Yeah, well, either to babble for sure. Affirm, well, yeah. and babbling actually is interesting because it forces the parents to communicate as well, yeah. either reinforce yeah. or yeah. you know, or or talk themselves to try and and plus you know, we correct. can give this thing feedback from other sources too when I'm not around. You know, we can give it Richard Feynman lectures. Mm. <laughs> you know. Or, yeah. All sorts of interesting possibilities. Or a variety of things. All sorts of things. Uh, George Carlin. Yes. (laughs) No, I think it's possible to certainly do all of these things. The the passive part of this that we're not talking about is actually, aside from neural networks as a means of doing recognition, what will reinforce and grow this information and knowledge? Well, what is it trying to – is it trying to imitate me? Is that what a baby does? Is that it imitates it, the input it's getting? And it, and it- well, I think the, the notion that babies have very direct and immediate needs and what they're using is all their resources to try and manipulate the external world to deal yeah. with their needs – it's probably a pretty good way of okay. Okay, yeah. That's the thing is that this yeah. thing probably needs to have some sensory input of some sort mm. or something that passes for that anyway. Mm. I mean, maybe just the temperate ambient temperature in the room, or yeah. <laughs> that's the issue: is how much do we need to imitate a human's environment, and how much can we really leave out? Because it's really not relevant. There's an interesting problem called embodiment, which I think is rarely talked about unless you talk to really interesting and smart people in these fields. Because it was put to me once in one of the Bios Live recordings associated with how much I could be like a spider. And I said I don't really think I could, I mean, in the framing of embodiment. Like a spider in terms of its physical shape oh, and yeah, form. Yeah, it's a different universe. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. and the have, you, have you heard that of the essay, What It's Like to Be a Bat? Or Well, I mean, I'm familiar with the concepts here, because yeah, I mean, this is, yeah. I guess, the point that I'm trying to make. Yeah. Is that you're never actually going to be able to replicate a baby in no, the way No, of course you not. Want no, to. you just do the best you can. That's what all. you want to do is just look at the the language learning or the, the audio learning and adaption. Yeah. That a well, that's the thing is that babies are born blind. So, I mean, mm. and they still turn out okay mm. for lots of reasons. So, so maybe we don't even need vision. Mm. I mean, maybe we do. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it would certainly simplify things uh, to not have to deal with vision. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I've certainly, I mean, my cats are certainly incredibly vocal. And they're vocal at particular times. And they use their eyes and their voices together. Like they will look at me and meow and then move yeah. and look at me and meow to yeah. emphasize they want me to come with them or, you know, yeah, do Yeah, interaction is key to this whole thing. Exactly, I mean, which is where it gets very difficult when you yeah. just have a computer. Yeah. Well, yeah, so we're going to have to program that into it. It's desire to imitate, say, you know, or to interact. It's even that. It's desire to have some sort of meaningful interaction with me. I think the it's not necessarily like the bars of success or something, but you need to have parameters which just say this has at least produced some degree of insight. Like you're not going to be able to solve everything. No. You're going to at least be able to get some degree of insight through this. Well, it would just it would be nice if it just turned out to be fun and interesting. Mm. You know, I'd, I'd go for that. <laughs> yes. Yes. But again, you know, part of me thinks I must be crazy. I mean, this is this is such an obvious idea and the fact that it doesn't already exist kind of surprises me and make, then makes me think well you know obviously i don't understand the problem 
I think it's certainly buildable, and it's not necessarily that you don't understand the problem. I don't. I mean, it may be that you're just not framing. I mean, what you'd end up with, firstly, is software that you would run that would you would talk to. It would start uttering frequencies back that it heard from you. Yeah. It would then reinforce these frequencies with you. You'd talk to it. Yeah, basically, more. yeah. It basically start to imitate, yeah, the language acquisition of a child. That's mm. what we're trying to do. And I, I mean guess, more or less. You know? So what is what is a success condition here? Is it when it's trying to I don't know. It's it's an interesting problem because it's not I well, mean, there's there's different sort of events, mm. you know, or stages in this thing, <laughs> you know, that probably are quite different. I mean, the first thing is when it starts trying. I mean, it's got to start. It's got to try to imitate me mm. and and other English speakers too. I mean, I I, I think probably YouTube uh, channels could be very interesting for you know giving this thing samples of speech. But underneath this is perhaps some structure, not necessarily of meaning, but at least of what the concepts of language are. I mean, your assertion is that language should just evolve out of this, like, audio feedback loop. Well, I'm not sure. I mean, see, that's the thing is that if you look at biology, I mean, this goes clearly back to the single cell, <laughs> you know? I mean, it the, the physical embryo is vibrated by the patterns of its mother's speaking certainly so so from the very beginning there's been linguistic patterns imposed on this thing yeah so there is no fresh start <laughs> in that sense so we may have to just decide what the givens are mm. and um you know like i say like just giving it the phonemes rather than letting it try to figure them out but that, but that, I'm thinking it'd be better to let it figure it out. No, I think letting it figure it out is critical here. But what it always comes down to, particularly in the kind of critical analysis of these kind of programs, is what your what your building blocks are, like what your first principles are here. Yeah, yeah, sure. And yeah, that's the, exactly. What do less, we start? What does this program start with? The less you put in, the more interesting. What yeah. you get out could yeah, be. Yeah, you want to put the minimal amount. Mm. Well, there's a probably also a necessary amount, too. Minimal, you know, an optimum, maybe, whatever the hell that mm. means. I mean, this is why the notion of the brain code, like an actual programming language underneath this that looks like gibberish, effectively, to any human observer, but could be yeah. used for some semblance of initial form well, most structure. Uh, computer code does look like gibberish it, exactly. to most people. <laughs> but i mean i guess th this is the thing is that it needs to have some grit to form structure with and the neural network stuff is interesting because potentially that could well what do babies have that. the only thing they have is their ears well they have a lot of things that we probably don't ever think about like what like the environment in which they are in. Well, I mean, there's all that too, but I mean, as far as language goes, I mean, it's not everything, but I mean, basically, it's, well, unless they're deaf, then you got sign language to deal or with. Or they're in one of those huge well, but Eastern European orphanages where no one interacts with yeah, them. Yeah, right. There's all sorts where, of where if you look at a of, basic yeah. uh, and, you know, historically accurate <laughs> description, what they've got is their ears. They listen. And their entire, no. This is where the distinction between an Eastern European Cold War orphanage and... But I'm know, not talking about... I'm, I'm talking but, about... 
but no, I'm making a point. Because okay, those ahead. babies only yeah. have their ears. They don't have a warm, caring environment with anything additional. Well, there's all sorts and, of... I mean, you, yeah, you really can't compare them to anything. And my perspective is you can't say that all babies have is their ears because that's not, in fact, any No, it's way. not true. It's, it's, oh, no, yeah. of course, I'm not, not... You're right. I should never have said... should never say all. Let's say a huge majority of it. But my perspective is actually the focusing on the ears yeah. is completely disregarding... The vast quantity of b- both baby affected, but also external affected sensory. Information no, that all that gets integrated. No, that's all p- yeah. absolutely part of it. You can't dismiss that. But that yeah. that's a separate issue. I mean, that's fine. Well, but, but I don't have by any saying it's a separate issue, it's kind of dismissing it in some regard. Well, no, I'm just saying I'm, I'm focusing right now on the language, hearing, speaking part. Okay, it that's tied into the whole brain. That's not separate from their entire organism, all of which is influencing everything. It's way, but it, if if this is, I mean, we got to simplify to begin somewhere, you know, and then we can add in complications or start another analysis from another point of view. But you know, so when when Bruce Damer was creating the Evo Grid, I said, why not remove this thing from chemistry? Mm-hmm. And start with a simplified chemistry that at least you could show some degree of ratcheting and the things that you're looking mm-hmm. for with real world chemistry. I think we could kind of get away mm. with a simplified version of this thing. That's kind of an interesting idea, yeah. Where yeah. we can at least make some interesting points. Well, what this. is it? I mean, let's just talk about, I mean, what is it? I mean, once we get this thing running, we turn the switch on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And basically, it's just listening. Mm. It's hearing me and uh, Richard Feynman and George Carlin and various people, and it's got some desire to uh, babble. So when we talked about this on Skype a week or so ago, I talked about my interest in doing this in a simplified form by just using text, Mm -hmm. where you're not dealing with frequencies and audio and all this kind of stuff. You're dealing with text, which is yeah. a slightly simplified version. Oh, of it's an entirely different universe. Yes, but it's text. Um, and in doing this via text, you, again, completely different problem space, but it doesn't require a lot of the eccentricities associated with frequency analysis. Oh, yeah, it would be a hell of a lot simpler. That's for goddamn. Uh, well, <laughs> it's a different problem, in fact. But yeah, it, it is. It's is, an entirely yeah, different yeah. problem. Now, within that, when I developed text analysis to do this, I looked in two different directions. The first thing I looked at was language simplification, which reduced the English language, I think, to basically 13 phonemes. It's very simplified English. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at um, tree analysis. Wait a minute, 13 phonemes? Mm -hmm. You can't call that English. That's uh, not English. <laughs> no, it's simplified. It's a simplified. No, it's not English. No, exactly. That's not. I'm not saying it's English. Okay. I'm right. not saying it's English. Okay. All right. I'm saying it's a simplified language. Yeah. Yeah. And that was um, mid '90s, and then in the mid 2000s, I looked at the problem again mm-hmm. and created a tree analysis method of doing the same problem. 
which created a very fast uh, dictionary and spell checker and um, not thesaurus, the kind of grammar checking as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But didn't get the underlying like meaning and structure aspect that I wanted to get out of it. But it was still a very interesting experiment. Yeah. So I'd done some of this previously just with text yeah, analysis. Yeah. Well, that's and a good that's a good, good start. start. It's yeah, good start. Damn right. But it also is somewhat self fulfilling because the texts that I used were um, the Bible, the Star Report. Well, wait, well you know, text actually. <laughs> once this thing learns to talk. Mm. Uh, in a sense, you are going to be dealing with text. It's just phonetic text. Certainly. You know, so, so, I mean, in, in, during the initial phase, it's, it's learning to separate out specific kind, you know, little g- blurbs of sound yeah. and identifying them. But once it's sort of solved that problem, you are in a text universe then. Uh, or you could be in a text universe yeah. then. Yeah. These ideas are very <sighs> abstract and we may lose listeners through this discussion because of the nature of these abstract ideas. But one of the things that interests me actually through this, which small children get on a really fundamental level and is a really good positive indicator is humour. And the subtleties (laughs) in humour, particularly in wordplay, but also in understanding... Yeah, babies laugh. That's What the fuck are they laughing at? (laughs) Well, it's usually quite obvious, but yes, yeah. But the, the part of the use of language is the use of language for humorous effect. Right? Yeah, yeah. So well, that's why we got to get George Carlin in there. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's an interesting project, Heron, and I've been thinking about what what is I there. want my baby. <laughs> Very. Cool. I want a baby that I can program. Yes, you want an army of babies. Well, they'll start with one, then we can just duplicate them, you know? Yes. That's not a problem. Yes. And as humanity diverges from the Heronstone babies of the world, we will... (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, in a sense, that's always sort of been there. I've always sort of envied, you know, or, or... Wished I had experience with. I mean, I've had some experience with babies and young, young kids with friends and stuff. But, but well, you have a son, right? Well, I mean, yeah, but I wasn't really a part of that. But you know? yes, you voted with your feet, right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So I mean, like I say, uh, yeah, you want to you want to completely sterilize language only association with a well at this point child. i'm certainly not interested in you know having a real baby yes. so this is but again this may be good enough for for what i'm interested in you know yes yes it's probably a better idea actually than if i had been given a real child to raise who knows what kind of monster i would have fucking raised Hmm. <laughs> it's much better to do this in a virtual world, I think. Yeah, you can pull a plug and euthanize any number of your, uh, your yeah. virtual Well, I mean, babies. just the whole idea strikes me as really an interesting idea to have this baby that just is going to end up mimicking me to a – well, again, it, it depends on how we make this baby, you know. I mean, yes. it, it probably – yeah, Lots of different ways to to have this baby. Yeah, it, obviously a lot depends on what we program into it. What are the basic goals or whatever it is that this baby has? Well, I'm ready to change topics, Heron. 
Well, I'm ready to do anything. You know, I'll go on with this or change topics, whatever. (laughs) So my spiritual advisor has warned me that I have made two critical mistakes through the past week. The first mistake is that I have talked to co-workers associated with politics. Uh, Oh, with politics, yeah. Yes. Probably that's, yeah, yeah. I suggest she's probably right. She's very right. She's very right. <laughs> it just, it's, I, I guess I was in some, I'm, I'm not sleeping properly currently. I've been sleeping properly for about yeah. three weeks now. And I just thought it's somewhat naively that this was actually a fascinating anthropological chance to talk to someone who may actually be voting for Hillary Clinton. Really, I should just utilize yeah. you, Heron. But uh, in this yeah. case, with my co Well, I'll tell you what. I may not even vote if, it's, if Donald Trump continues to collapse, which it beginning to well, look like. Well, that's at least what the media is saying. So. Yeah, well, we'll see. You know, in any case, that. if it becomes really clear that I don't, she doesn't need my vote, then yeah. she won't get it. <laughs> yeah. In any case, I, I, get, I kind of thought that this was just two people kind of friendly talking. What? And I'm always associated with my coworker. Oh. And I, I always wonder how people kind of come about this particular perspective that they should, you know, go out and actually vote for someone. And in the case of Clinton, I've read the DNC emails that WikiLeaks put out. Yeah. And I found them really very compelling and really very astonishing and quite indicative that anyone... <laughs> says that the Democrats are progressive or, I mean, all these terms that the Democrats yeah, love to bullshit. use. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they Sparklers, like making, you know, for the yeah. keep the people entertained. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly they love making homophobic and racist jokes just as well, much they're, as they're just like every other language monkey. Well, <laughs> well except that they've so. got huge egos and, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and they large. don't like gays or blacks or Jews or any of the above. Anyway, so I, I asked my coworker if he'd actually read the Democratic emails, and he said no. Of course not. And I just thought to myself, I guess this, at, in parallel, and the second reason that my spiritual advisor got annoyed with me was that I've been talking about recording a political podcast for some time now, and I came to the decision through the week that it would be a waste of my time in the current situation to do really? this thing. Because I would be spending my time defining very basic political structures. But don't you think that would be of some value? Well, that's what my spiritual advisor argued, that basically I need to go back to first principles and start from the ground up. I re, like, just do a politics. (laughs) Yeah, you have to really think this out. (laughs) Yes, I need to repurchase my 20-year-old political science textbooks and reread them and re-educate associated with what the distinctions are between left and right and these kind of things. Well, I'm not sure that's, that may be necessary, may not. Well, it may it's, it's curious, actually, because the Democrats, for the first time since the 1950s, are actually, on a majority of issues, which is very, very curious, more right now <laughs> than the Republicans are. Yeah, yeah could and be. now it is the Republicans under Trump, which some would argue is kind of chaotic. Well, the, the whole, the yeah. whole system. Listen, you think it's weird now? It's going to be weirder in four years, uh, without question. So, so this is that. you ain't seen nothing no. yet. My, my perspective <laughs> is that uh, the political campus's dimensions are going to be increasing in the next. Well, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we're you know the the accelerating <laughs> pace of the quickening yeah. is is uh, beginning to show it's yeah. a little scary actually well i guess this is my point back to you because 
a few weeks ago you asserted that you thought that you know under Clinton at least things would be slowing or at least oh well it, as as compared to Trump yeah I, I think that 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 would buy but, us a little more time for the but things in terms poll. of information have actually changed since and what has come out now in particular the whole Saudi military nonsense thing associated <laughs> with you know I mean it's just extraordinary the stuff yeah, I don't even pay any now. attention to this stuff I just yeah. don't care yeah. You know, it's it's. I understand. I mean, it's crucial. I mean, it's how this is going to play out. But the specifics of how it plays out, I don't think are all that. Well, you know, it's good to know. It's good to have you around to explain yeah. it to me. <laughs> but yeah. you know, I, yeah, my focus is on what the fuck are we going to do? Yeah. What are we going to create to replace this mess that's collapsing underneath us? Yeah. In the short term, I think I'm just going to basically cut my Facebook friends to be about 60 people, I think. Really? I'm coming up on 900 now. Yeah, no, I'm going in exactly <laughs> the opposite direction. I basically unfollowed about 100 people yeah, in the past yeah. week. Yeah, I don't follow. Anyone. I'm going to – but my view is I'll actually remove them as well because I'm I, – I have no – Well, you're – you know, you can use Facebook the way you want to use yeah. Facebook. <laughs> I will. Yeah. 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 I love it. I can say I'm still shooting. Well, right now I'm coming up on 900. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now you still have a people that I unfriended. unfriended I I mean, the only time I, I've, I think in, in all the time I've been on Facebook since the beginning, I've, I've maybe unfriended two or three people. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. There are a couple that I've thought about. I mean, there are a few that if I, if I really wanted to, you know, trim my list. I can think of a few that I would. But see, I, I'm open to the fact that maybe I'll say something that might have some impact on them at some point. Yeah, I'd move beyond that. In fact, well, no, what I, I find particularly how can you curious, move beyond that? Well, let's, let's look at this. We have listeners who post on your side, on your site, on your Facebook page. Yeah. Which give a clear indication that they don't listen to a word that you say. They are in okay. no way connected with anything that you talk about. Absolutely. There are a lot of people on my Facebook page who probably have never heard me talk on anything. Exactly. Yeah. And my perspective is when they recite this kind of nonsense, I mean... Well, I don't much care. You know, you're talking about what you're reading on my Facebook page yeah. by other people. Yeah. See, I don't give a shit what they say. Yeah. That's not why I'm there. I know. I mean, (laughs) my perspective is that I invest a certain, and actually this co-worker that I was talking with about politics as a listener, not to this podcast, but to Short Funk at least. And yeah, I guess I need to be comfortable with people being listeners that in no way, I mean, we, we have a listener that we talk about quite frequently who regularly posts very bizarre stuff, which seems to indicate he doesn't like at least embody anything that we talk about. So, yeah. Well, again, that's not my business. Yeah. You know, I'm just I here we just putting ideas content. into the world. Yeah. If people like it, cool. Yeah, I guess. Well, it's not about I guess. It's just that's uh, that attitude serves me better than, you know, stewing over it all the time. It's because not it doesn't change over it. And I'm not arguing that. My perspective is that I increasingly want not necessarily to have people around me that just think like me, but want, <laughs> want to have people around me 
who I have a certain degree of existential respect for. Yeah, right. Wouldn't we all love that? (laughs) This is respect that is earned mutually or alternatively just through good work. And increasingly, this good work I find is eroded very rapidly on Facebook. I just find it as... Listen, I'm not going to... You know, you've got your story, I've got mine. Yeah. Yeah. Through recently the medication, they're not sleeping, all these kind of things and a variety of other things. I don't see how you could even function in the face of all that. I mean, when I'm challenged physically, uh, all intellectual effort is beside Well, I have to. I mean, my work is in terms of my way of earning an income. Well, but that's not the same. Well, Well, no, that takes energy too. uh, No, you're right. right. I I have reflected very (sighs) strongly, particularly – through the evenings that and i mean i identified very early in this political cycle that facebook was tuning itself in order to maximize the amount of information it could sell in this political season <laughs> which it has done very successfully it is a business that's right we do and live in a capitalist world yeah no, this whole platform was going to be heavily <laughs> tuned for this insanity and we should just all brace ourselves now the manifestation of that thing is is very different to even you know what i would have yeah. see i just don't get who gives a shit I mean, this is the end of the caterpillar. You're right. You can analyze it to death and pick it apart and show everything that doesn't work. And yeah, yeah, so what? What are we going to do? That shit's all falling apart. It's over. It may be 10 years. It may be 20 years, whatever. It's it's Mm. looking closer. But, you know, hopefully (laughs) it'll be a few more years because I sure as hell am not ready for it. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel already... I mean, I kind of feel already in that mental state. I mean, my perspective is particularly associated with the community and just the general physical unease. Yeah, I mean, I don't I'd go be out of there, like, man. I would like, be out of there. Yeah, I don't go things. I don't do things like wander out on the streets after. No, you know, no, man. That's not a place that you want to exactly. be. Exactly. Without question, I'm not arguing that. Yeah. But I guess. It's just now is plant plotting your exit well. Exactly. <laughs> the accumulation, however, of these situations, Facebook is in no way my friend through this. It's in mm. no way a calming or... Yeah, I can even, understand that. Again, yeah. I use it to put out stuff. That's all. That's the only yeah. reason I'm there. But I already put out stuff. I put out vast quantities yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't yeah. need Facebook to put out stuff, then you don't need Facebook. Why even be on Facebook then? Because the I like... Because actually, I still have people I like to see on Facebook. I oh, still okay. Have communities all right, all right. That so you've got how many? How many would that be? What a dozen? Should that well, be pretty this is, good? This is the question. This is the question. Is it sixty? I think it might be sixty. People. Oh, cool. That's good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now that makes sense. If we you got sixty down to what it is and move on. love, yeah, yeah, that's great. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. But it kind of upsets me. I've started thinking about YouTube as well because I spend. A good portion of time watching YouTube. I've started actually thinking more dynamically about creating certain kinds of YouTube content. And there's a lot of YouTube content that I could create. But I've started thinking that I have a lot of these mechanisms. And really, a lot of it is to do with irritation. Like, I just get into these irritated states and these you know, electronic environments are probably the worst place for me. I've also started turning my phone off for extended yeah. periods of time and just disconnecting in that way. Mm, yeah, that's my. Th- and what do you notice from doing that? Um, 
that the world continues. <laughs> Not much changes. Not much changes at all. Yeah, you still got your own language machine to deal with. But at well, least it's simplified. Your, your universe is simplified with that thing off. It's interesting, actually, because my problem has never been with a language machine. I have a kind of music machine. Oh, okay. when, ah. when the symptoms are your hands and feet throbbing and painful oh yeah shit yeah that's right you don't, I it's, about there's no that. language yeah. there uh, yeah. no i understand no i don't that's understand a basic actually. level of physical irritation right yeah. fuck i i just like say i just yeah. don't know what so, to say yeah <laughs> i don't have any comeback for that it's exhausting <laughs> it's just exhausting and yeah, yeah. you've got to survive well like i say when i've when i'm in physical when i'm dealing with physical issues there really isn't anything else left over yeah for me anyway yeah. You know, I mean, that's it. That's that's my universe uh, during that time. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm really quite pleased with myself. I'm thinking I'm such an adult. I I, f- I filled the wine glass only half full. Mm. You know, I, this is my last one, and I I really don't need another full glass of wine. Civilized, <laughs> civilized. We can have a civilized conversation. With yes, yes. And by the way, I do like these wine glasses. I'm more and more uh, I've begun to appreciate. And they're their- surviving. You haven't broken them. Well, that's the thing is that uh, they're surviving. These things are going to last forever. They're they're just indestructible, practically. Do you use all of them, or do you still? No, have some? I've only unpacked one. Gosh. I mean, if somebody else comes over, I'll unpack another one. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got these will last me for the rest of my life. The way they're going so far, yeah. you know, they, they do lack a little in the finesse side, but then, like I say, what they make up for in practicality <laughs> is is that it's it's still pretty damn nice, yeah. and um, and it's just indestructible. Yeah, 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 and it's not an embarrassment at all. You know, it's it's a nice glass. Hmm. I think I'm going to be in LA in November, and we might be able to arrange it so my spiritual advisor can go with a family member to Disneyland, and maybe I can have a meal with you, Harry. When would this be? November, sometime. November, something. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can certainly talk about it. Um, yeah. That would be. Maybe I go out to dinner or something. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that you might can be fun. See what kind of deteriorating. <laughs> oh Jesus, that would be it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It may be the last time we ever speak, but it, yes, it, 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 we may be. And some of us may end up at the, in the county jail. Who knows? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the brawls. Well, at least the Seal Beach Sun will be able to cover the story. Yeah. <laughs> I've through the week. One of the nice things that I've been able to get through Facebook has been. A friend of mine, a school friend of mine who has gone to Malaysia. I spent six months in Malaysia, mainly in Kuala Lumpur, but also traveling around Malaysia and up into Thailand when I was 18 through to, I think, I think, well, actually, how old was I? 18, 19, maybe 20 at the latest? What an exciting thing to be for a 20 year old to be well, doing. for an 18 year old. Yeah, Most of yeah. it was done when I was 18, actually. Yeah. The freedom to travel in that part of the world at that age was. Oh, just yeah, amazing. awesome. Yeah, and the uh, food and everything was just oh amazing. yeah, well it's just a whole different universe. Yeah, I learned yeah. bahasa when I was in. But you've never recovered from that. <laughs> I've never recovered from any aspect of my life. I'm still in recovery from my life. But uh, to see that again, uh, Malaysia for me has a variety of elements to it. I also, well, I dated a girl who was an Australian who lived in Malaysia, and I also dated a Malaysian. When I was in Australia, I had romantic connections with Malaysia as well through two separate 
women. It's something that I've really distanced in my own life, primarily because I associate it very much with a very specific time in my life, but also associated with the fact that it was connected with my, you know, my mother's work and this kind of stuff. But to see now 20 plus years on a friend go back there and do not the same things, but just similar things. I mean, Malaysia has changed, but not dramatically in that time period was a very interesting thought process. And I think this is one of the reasons that I actually like Facebook. I mean, this is one of the few reasons that I return. And this friend posts travel logs, photo travel logs that are amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see exactly what you're getting at is if you want to use Facebook now. But that can be used well, yeah, with 20, 30 people or whatever Mm. number it is. Well, Paul Brian Hancock, for example. Yeah, it could be a real inspirational source in your life. Yeah, his photo essays on Facebook are really wonderful. He and his wife's photo essays. Yeah, I've seen some really nice things. Yeah, I see some great stuff on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we just sit through this election and then it goes back to the nice photo essays again, hopefully. <laughs> no, it's not ever going back, back in the box. It's too late, man. We're in an, Yeah, they've made the money. They've made the political money and they want to continue to make the political money. Well, it's going to be, in, like I say, next four years ought to be real interesting to see. What yeah. The fuck. It doesn't make any... Well, I, I just can't imagine Trump actually being there. Somehow that's just... I mean, it, I suppose it's possible, but... It, it just seems inevitable that he's going to crash and burn. Um, and, and so that leaves us with Hillary, which will get us through the next four years, and then we'll see what the next fucking circus is going to be. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I find both of them very scary. I see. I, that's what I don't get. How is she scarier than any other? Well, not any, but then say 80% of the other well, Democrats. You don't, you don't watch her, so you don't watch her speak. No, I know. I know. I've seen a few things, but no, I mean, no, no, you know, no, 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 no. Let's be clear here. When you posted on your Facebook page associated with, yeah, you can't understand these things. I put up her speech at the Democratic yeah. convention. Yeah. If you watch that in its entirety, yeah, you might understand. If you do, and I these, might not understand. Also, well, no, that is you might, I, I would say, I would say, you would have closer to some understanding mm-hmm. if you watch these things. Okay, well, maybe I will. I'm not sure whether you watch the Trump things or not, the 20 seconds or whatever snippets of Trump. Yeah. I watch both sides. Okay, see, I watch neither, really. I think Trump is a buffoon, without question. I think Hillary Clinton is part of a vast criminal conspiracy. Trump is not that organized. Clinton is part of something which irks every aspect of me. Yeah. And... Our, we have a listener who has commented, you know, that maybe she had to do certain things because she had to do things with the military and maybe she had to do... When people start doing these things, when they start following these lines, that is the definition of what fascism is. That is <laughs> what fascism is, quite fundamentally. When these things all work in concert, when the media and the military and the uh, commercial sector all work in concert together, that is fascism. Well, it's, it's a tribute to this country that we haven't locked you up yet (laughs) so my perspective is if you want to understand anything about hillary clinton yeah you can either read stuff which i would recommend you do no see that's no i listen or yeah or and you can read the you can read the dnc emails i mean that's a good start because that shows that shows firstly that there is in terms of the mainstream in terms of 
majority of this country's folks, how they gather information, they are gathering information directly from these four or five people at the top of the DNC who email the media outlets verbatim what they should say. And if you read the emails and identify the, by any means necessary, ways in which these people will discredit and remove people that are not exactly tailoring to what they want, it's chilling. And this is the DNC. This is the Hillary Clinton machine here. (laughs) And you can giggle about it. Well, no, it's just that, like I say, and you think it's different somewhere else? I think it... No, here's, here's the point I'd like to make. It is vastly different in a number of other places. These people have been getting their ways... Where, where two, is it vastly different? Venezuela. Oh, and some other countries. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's much better systems elsewhere. Yeah, no question, no doubt. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, but we're not talking about Venezuela. We're talking about the United well, no, States. You said, where, you said, where is it different? And I well, no, I was, to th- I was starting to think you're talking about... It would be different. It would be different if a vast if if the language monkeys here. Well, the the problem here is is that a vast quantity of language monkeys aren't participating in this political system because no, because they know it's bullshit. Exactly. (laughs) And the political system actually isn't designed for people to participate. No, it's collapsing. It's the end of that. That's the whole point. Is that Mm. that system is you know. very close to its end, I, I, and whether it's five years or twenty years, I don't know. But but uh, it's clear that the old way of of getting ourselves organized just doesn't work. You know, we're, we're going to erupt for Trump, change. In the chaos of Trump, about twenty percent of the time, he says things that I think are remotely interesting and reasonable, like. Maybe we shouldn't go on all these wars all the time. Oh, yeah, oh, listen, of course, things. 20% of, yeah, that's and, not bad. <laughs> and Hillary Clinton uses words which in no way connect to the stuff that she talks about. That's right, it's all abstract, and exactly. you can interpret it any way you want. Exactly. She's much more intelligent. <laughs> well, yes, if, if intelligence here is Well, I mean, if it means us having some understanding of the way language works, yes. Yeah. My perspective is when I see people that claim to be thinking intelligent people that are still following the Democratic Party, these people... Well, that's be... an oxymoron. Exactly. <laughs> and it... But if they're interested in anything as far as national politics goes, it's, it's an oxymoron. It's irrelevant. That system yeah. will be gone in 20, 30 years. I would prefer to see their energies used more productively, I guess. I would, too. I think we need to get about the business of what the fuck are we going to do when this system collapses? How are we going to organize ourselves? Mm. Because this system is on the way out. Yes. It's just a matter of, you know, hopefully decades. Like I say, I think Trump could bring it on considerably sooner, and I'm not ready. (laughs) I think with Clinton, at least we got maybe four more years before the end. (laughs) You know, who knows? It's just a guess, but that's just my guess, you know? And and frankly, I don't really give a shit because my intentions are in, you know, in a, a new world, not shoring up the old one. Fuck it. Mm. If I die, I die. Hmm. With that, I don't have anything else to add to the conversation <laughs> this evening. Huh? 
I think you summed up my points perfectly here. So, should we should we call it a night? Do you have any left in your wine glass or? Uh... No, it's perfect timing. I just got the last little slurp out Terrific. of the glass. And um... well, let's solve the world's problems next week. It's been a pleasure as always. Talk to you soon. Take care. Good night.